0: Bad bitch. Money got on, Cash on me. Phone.
1: that's me no right. hey welcome welcome to barbershop.com. this is the podcast where our topics are determined by the conversation in the barbershop on Saturday. That's right. If you talked about it in the shop on Saturday, we're going to talk about it today on our podcast. Hello, my name is J-Rod, and I am your host. I am in out the way studio here in Indianapolis, Indiana, also known as Naptown.
2: And I am joined with my co-host, KC. Thank you, J-Rod. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Out The Way Studios. I look forward to presenting topics we discussed in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discussed them. This would include the gamut from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of Barbershop Talk.
1: All right. It is great to be back. Oh, they're happy to be back and we're happy to be back. We are so happy to be back on the air. I do have to apologize for our listeners that we was off the air for a little bit and I'm going to let you know why. I'm going to tell you why. It-, it had nothing to do with KC. It had everything to do with King Cat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
2: don't, don't be booing him on the air.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, but but we finally got into the accomplished, you know, because I don't understand why King Cap gave you the contract a couple of months ago, but he wanted to drag his feet on mine. So I, I, I had to walk out like they do in the uh, the NFL when you don't go to your uh, the mini camp. Uh, I boycotted not coming to the station because he was not paying. But I do have to say now, even though the Casey, when he got his contract, it, it was very that was easy. Yeah, but when it came to me, it was difficult. But however, I think I finally, finally worked out a deal. <laughs> ah, we good to go now, Casey.
2: Oh yeah. And and you know, J. Rod, it's just one of those things like uh like the Golden State War. First they had to take care of Stephanie Curry. Damn. Then they had to worry about Draymond Green.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a staff. and this is my co-host this is my co-host <laughs> it
2: all worked out in the end
1: yeah i imagine it i imagine
2: <laughs> yeah. it did you know i'm just joking J rod hey i'm glad we got uh those financial things taken care of so we are back on the air and we're going to be coming to you regularly
1: that's regularly
2: right that's right on.
1: Uh, yes, we're going to be on a regular schedule, and you know, and again, King Cap, I do appreciate that you finally gave me that contract, even though I had to get gangster on you. <laughs> 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 that's right, I had to get gangster on.
2: But I tell you, j Rod, I was able to use this downtime mm-hmm. in our production uh, to do some scouting for the Indiana Pacers. Oh wow!
3: Yeah,
2: you know that's our local team, and we're based in Indianapolis, and uh, this team is. Very young, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. got a lot to learn. Oh, and it's going to be a little struggle this
1: year.
0: Oh, but
2: they're also very athletic and have lots of energy. They play hard, uh, and it's an exciting game that they play. But uh, I'm going to be honest; I don't expect a lot of success this first
1: year. Okay, because I know I do know that you was on a special assignment, and then you spent out a lot of you spent a lot of time with the Pacers the last couple of weeks, and had some one-on-one interviews. Uh, and uh they had their first game i think it was yesterday wasn't it uh two days ago. two days ago and, and i gotta tell you you know first of all for, for i do like the way they're playing the game look like they're faster pace. it looked like they're taking more risks um but the defense has to be lacking
2: the defense did. that's and when i say they have a, a lot of learning to, to do it's on both sides of the basketball oh, okay. um offensively they gotta get a little better uh running sets, running plays, learning how to uh how to improvise mm-hmm. on offense and sizing up the defense and taking what the defense is giving them. And clearly on defense, uh they're not all in sync yet. And and okay. you know that's that's supposed to be Rick Carlisle, their coach. That's supposed to be his forte. Okay. But man, it's not showing up at all right now. They got a long way to go there. Uh, but in this first game, uh their main rim protector was out. He got injured uh during the warm
1: All right. <laughs> Doing <laughs> yeah. the warm
2: right,
1: You know something? I'm gonna jump off of his face because uh, we got a lot to talk about. In fact, when we uh, uh came in today, uh I noticed that it was something in your box.
2: Yes. So um, uh, you know, periodically I go through and I and I check uh, our listeners' uh comments and responses and reviews the uh, that they do it uh, uh-huh. of our show. And you can uh Face your comments or reviews uh, for our show at com forward slash barbershop talk. And uh, one of them really stood out to me. It was uh, from a follower who goes by the handle aq 2 And this person gave us a five-star review.
4: Oh, wow. Yay
1: hey i like that i like that <laughs> wow and
2: and they left some uh some very interesting comments
1: oh let's hear uh, the comments let's hear the comments
2: okay so they say they love the way that we educate people in an entertaining way uh they say our podcast is very good and uh they love, uh, they love it because we have random topics, but they are very educational and delivered in a very uh entertaining way. So, so thank you, AQ2. Hey, you and yes, others, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And we encourage yes. we encourage you other listeners to uh to send us your uh comments and leave reviews. Once again, that's at www.podpage.com Dot com forward slash barbershop talk
1: well i i do like getting reviews you know it, it's not you know and, and i'm also gonna ask our listeners you know we are totally okay with uh we really love the good reviews if you have something uh, uh if we have some opportunity on the show that we can Im- improve on let us know that too but we truly truly appreciate that comment so thank you so much thank you so much you know i'm gonna switch gears on you kc because uh um you know in, in our barbershop 421 and we promise our listeners that we're gonna whatever you talked about on saturday we're gonna talk about on our podcast how we do that's right now we uh now also we a family barbershop i do want to remind you remind you of that and there was this uh um uh this lady that came in and their school their school did a little experiment now i'm going to remind you that they really based the experiment off of something they did a long time ago. I want to say in the 1950s or 60s is where they was talking about uh, how children perceive beauty and how the uh, 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 the media and people was shaping the kids minds to determine what's beauty. So they had several small kids, I want to say elementary school age, and it was black and white. And they would put uh, two baby dolls in front of them. One was black and one of them was white. And they would ask the student which one is pretty. And they will always select that white baby doll, Mm -hmm. and it was regardless if there was an African American child or a Caucasian child, they was both selecting that white or Caucasian baby doll. Now that was back then in the uh, the 50s and 60s. Yeah. So at this particular school, public school here in Indianapolis, I believe it was a a 110 uh, public school, and they did the experiment to see how things have changed. And so the mother who brought the challenge, bringing the challenge to our shop, Uh, she helped with this experiment. And so she's the one to record it. So I'm just going to let you listen to this report. I thought it was very, very intriguing. Do you want a light skinned girlfriend, or you want a black, or you want a chocolate girlfriend like you? Oh, yeah, I want a
4: chocolate girlfriend. A, se- a sexy
0: chocolate girlfriend! <laughs> <laughs> you want her to be skinny, or you want her to be thick, or you want her to be fat? or you want you know no 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 I want a skinny so you want skinny. Her skinny. Yeah,
3: a skinny yeah skinny girl what what
1: do you consider mommy these consider mommy what is mommy am i skinny Mama? you okay. <laughs> you ain't got to go over and hug me and tell me that jace what i I know you said I'm pretty but what do you consider me to be am i skinny am i am i fat what what do you consider me
3: you are getting fat but i love you i'm just saying <laughs> you are getting a little
1: fat
0: okay
1: so you don't you don't want to girl my size.
4: what i'm just saying i'm just i, I love you i'm just saying no, baby. you're getting a little big or like big or something you're getting like fat. you're getting big like, yeah. <laughs> you
1: know you never ask a question you don't know the answer
2: <laughs> you know kids will be truthful yes husbands don't try that <laughs> Don't try that.
1: <laughs> I thought it was so cute when she said, so do you think a big fat thing he read on there? you beautiful, Bob. <laughs> I love you.
2: <laughs> don't take uh, it personal.
1: Yeah, don't take it personal, but I don't want them big as you, Bob, because you kind of get fat.
2: <laughs> now, this was a little kid about seven or eight years old, and, you know, most kids are really small and skinny and stuff, so, mm-hmm. you know, things are relative.
1: So right, right,
2: right. I'm not saying she looks you know, bad compared to a little
1: kid. That's yeah, how okay.
2: he used
1: it. Uh, Well, that, that's his story, he's sticking to <laughs> <laughs> but, but I can tell you this, though. It, it, uh, even though this experiment they did at the public school and it wasn't really an uh, 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 official study, but to me, it reflects that things are changing. Yeah. You know, that diversity is now being. Uh, uh as being just as beautiful as anything else right
2: and he wants sexy chocolate don't just bring me some chocolate <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he
1: did say sexy chocolate didn't
2: he <laughs> things are changing day right <laughs> well apparently so he said
1: i will be some sexy sexy chocolate damn, <laughs> damn. <laughs> that guy was not playing around well you know i'm gonna move on because uh um you know when we had another customer you know in, in fact i'm gonna give you a little history on this one because uh next to 421 barbershop we do have a like a cell phone repair sale shop and they are and they're owned by some africans and so they come in the shop quite a bit and we just chit chat sometimes they tell us about the country sometimes they talk about culture but at this particular time he was telling us about uh the american language and uh um
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah certain certain words that he's learning have many applications
1: many applications So <laughs> we're gonna let you listen to this because we thought it was uh, uh quite hilarious and thought we want to share it on our podcast so and he gave us permission he said it was okay so here we go i
0: think the hardest word in america has been the word uh, shit i thought it's easy but i know what shit means but it turns out i didn't know shit
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: something is bad it's shit if something is really good, it's the shit. I would have never guessed that. I, I had to study that shit. If I give shit to you, that means that, uh, that I'm telling you off. But if I give a shit, then I care. And if I take shit, if I take shit, then I accept that you are bullying me. But if I take a ah, shit, <laughs> I, I take a shit. <laughs> and I learned that my shit is always good and positive. But your shit, his shit, her shit, always bad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, so, so He's adapting well here in America. Apparently so. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I, I, you know, I do have to say that the, the barbershop was rolling. When he was explaining this they were just <laughs> rolling
2: <laughs> you get all kind of stuff happening on
1: Saturday. that that is all so right. so yeah and saying that please feel free to come on in the 421 barbershop we are located on michigan road you know we really appreciate if you come in for some service but if you just want to stop in and say hello feel free to do so because in fact if you come into the shop here's some people that you probably run into that that've been on this show one you know uh uh Myself will be there, J. Rod. I'm a master barber. You also know Casey, my co-host. He will be there, and also the guy that you know quite a bit is uh, um, uh, Mr. Logic. Wow. Yeah. Now, just to remind you, Mr. Logic, he deals with our artificial intelligent, Arthur. So he's a he's a big part of our show, and he is in his, the shop quite a bit. And then you also have an uh, ancient Chinese secret. That's the oldest master barber in the shop, <laughs> and he happens to be my uncle. But well, with that being said, we must just go ahead and get a shout out to our uh, sponsors at this time. I think that'd be a great idea. Hey. It's
0: a party out in my head. Hey. already known. It's a party out in my head. all right.
1: This is a spot in our podcast that we stop to recognize our sponsor. That's right we like to recognize King Cap, the owner of Out the Way Studios. He has several organizations under his umbrella. However, the one that he is most proud of is his custom-made T-shirts. That's right. If you want any of his service or want to find out some information about what he can do for you, go ahead and email him at kingcap317 at gmail.com. And we have to introduce our second sponsor. That is 421 Barbershop where good things happen to your hair located here in Indianapolis on Michigan road. If you want good things to happen to your hair, come in and check out our master barbers at Four Twenty One Barber barbershop. All right, folks. Hey, I got to remind our listeners that the midterm election is coming up in November. And we would like to challenge all our listeners, to listeners of barbershop.talk podcast, go out and vote.
2: It's your civic duty.
1: That is correct. Now, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that's trying to restrict people from voting. Uh, But there has been a trend, and that trend is restoring the voting rights for felonies. That's right, felonies. You know, it has been a common practice in the United States to make felonies ineligible to vote, and in some cases, permanently. But over the last few decades, the general trend has been toward reinstating the voting rights, allowing people felons to vote. But you know, with saying that though, I, I do have to say I got a little educated on the area, and I have to say that states are totally different. Yeah. You know, now we do have a state that uh, um, uh, that never lost the right to right to vote. Now these are felons in these states that never lost the right; they still can vote even though they're locked up. And that was the District of Columbia, Maine, and Vermont. That that's one, it. That was it. That was it. Mm. That's it. Now, there's the next list is that you lost your ability to vote only while you are incarcerated. Mm-hmm. But once you are released, you automatically are restored to vote. Now, that's important to know because here in the state of Indiana, that is the category that we fall under. And there's a lot of felons that for some reason is under the impression that they cannot vote yeah. so we just want them to know that they can
2: yeah so hey if you're not locked up right now get registered and vote
1: That yeah, absolutely now there's another category is that uh, um you're lost until you complete your sentence right and that includes parole yeah right so now there's a i think there's several states now i want to say it's over 15 states included in that and then there's this one state uh, you kind of lost it almost permanently, and most of those states are located in the south. So I'm going to ask all our listeners, you know, if if you've been incarcerated or if you are classified as a felon, check out in your state if you still can vote, because I'm asking you to do that. If they're trying so hard to prevent you from voting, that's a, that tells me that your vote is very important. Yep. Now. Now, also, I will take this, Casey, because this came up and uh, I don't know if you got some details on this, because I know you was doing some reporting on some different topics. But I think the Republicans are running scared because they're trying to prevent people from voting. And they did this stunt in Florida that was disgusting.
2: Yeah, And that that was the correct term. It was a political stunt uh, by the governor of Florida uh, named Ron DeSantis. He had uh, several people who had voted in the previous election in Florida arrested. These people were all registered voters in Florida, but apparently, uh, apparently they had previously been felons.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: They had uh, went through the uh, through the registration process uh, Mm -hmm. because Florida had recently passed laws allowing uh, convicted felons to. Uh, be uh, eligible to vote and the state workers gave them the wrong information
1: that is correct and and
2: told them they were eligible to vote and actually registered them to
1: vote that is correct and
2: and so he uh so when these people got arrested he did this uh press conference grandstand Mm -hmm. now we got all these uh uh you know fraudulent voters out here and he's cleaning it up but when it really comes down to it was the state that failed on several levels. That is correct. In uh, this process, and he's the head of the state. <laughs> so, if anybody's going to be accountable for what happened, it ought to be him.
1: You're absolutely. Right. I'm going to play this clip because this turned turned out not only to be the news in Florida, but it came out to be national news. And so, I'm going to play a clip uh, of the national news of this event. It's on CBS News.
4: Mm-hmm. But first, recently released body cam footage shows Tampa police arresting dozens of people in August for alleged voter fraud. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has said these individuals could not legally vote due to their criminal record. But some of those who were arrested claim they were confused by a 2018 Florida statute which restored the right to vote to some felons. The Tampa Bay Times reports of the 19 people arrested, 12 were registered as Democrats, and at least 13 were black. Here's some of the never-before-seen footage of the arrests.
3: Two felony charges for voter fraud, but they reduced it to $500 bonds. So it's $1,000 total. Oh, my God, man, what so, Yes, sir. So, unfortunately, right now, we're going to have to take you to jail. I'm like, vote fraud? I voted, but I ain't fought, commit no fraud. Well, so th- that's the thing. I-, I don't know exactly what happened with it, but you-, you do have a warrant.
4: To help us understand this, let's bring in CBS News election law expert and political contributor David Becker. He's also the executive director of the Center for Election Innovation and Research. David, uh, first of all, what laws are these we saw in the video? What, what laws are they are accused of violating?
3: So under the constitution, states have the right to limit the rights of felons to vote and different states have different rules with regard to that. Some states have very restrictive laws like Florida has had in the past. Some states actually allow felons to vote from jail in uh, states like Vermont, for instance. Now in Florida, there's been recent changes in their laws. They had a ballot initiative and some rule changes that went through litigation that were going to change and allow more former felons as they're reentering society to um, have the right to vote and participate in in their, uh, in their in, in their democracy in Florida. But there's been a lot of confusion about that. The state hasn't been very clear about what those rules are with regard to those former felons. And in many cases, as we saw in this body cam footage, former felons who were, let's be clear, they were otherwise eligible voters. They were adult American citizens. They resided in Florida. They had served their time. They were out of jail. Um, They had been told by employees of the state of Florida that they, in fact, could register to vote at places like the Motor Vehicles Department.
4: And and in fact, my understanding is that uh, felons are allowed to, to vote in Florida. It's just certain classes of felons. So this is a misunderstanding about whether you were or weren't in that class. And it appears from the at least the account of those who were arrested, the misunderstanding is both on the part of those who were arrested, but also those who informed them uh, of what the rules of, of Florida was. So this is a mis- sort of a mistake on the details of the law. Is that right? Is that the way, right way to think about it? That's right.
3: And it's a mistake that appears to be made primarily by the state who has the responsibility of informing otherwise eligible voters that they don't have the right to vote, particularly as things were changing, as court rulings were coming down. That did not happen here. Not, the state has full control of the corrections department. The state has full control of the statewide voter registration database. Um, and yet these people were confused and led to believe that they couldn't back register to vote. I think there were two things that really struck me. One was the professionalism and empathy of the officers here who were put in a very difficult position by the state. They didn't know why these people were being arrested or that it was legitimate, and some of them had to pay thousands of dollars in bond to get out. Um, The other is that we have to remember this occurred within the week right before a major election in Florida, the primary election on August 23rd, I believe it was, and there is really no explanation for the timing here. This took place two years, nearly two years after the November election. And yet they waited until the week before a major federal primary to publicly announce these arrests.
1: Isn't, How do isn't, we, that, isn't that amazing? Yes. You know this was staged. Oh, stage, absolutely. absolutely. Big time.
2: Yeah. And, and what it is, was it's an act of uh, voter intimidation. Yes, it is. Uh, of blacks ahead, uh, ahead of a major election.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. No, so, uh, and you're absolutely right. In fact, this is a tactic that was that used many, many years ago. Because I can tell you right now is that you know a, a lot of felons, and I'm not trying to stereotype anyone, it not necessarily keep on the political scene or very educated. And so they may be a felon that is eligible to vote, but they're not gonna take a chance and research it because of this event.
2: Right. Yeah. And and this isn't a, a new tactic. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, these voter uh making felons ineligible to vote started after the Civil War had ended.
1: That is correct. Yeah, uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh shortly after Reconstruction. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, you know, when the Jim Crow era started. And it was used to suppress the black vote because blacks would get arrested for uh minor offenses or, or really non offenses like dropping a piece of paper on the ground yeah, or, or jaywalking <laughs> right. and get a federal charge against them, making them ineligible to vote. And that was the tactic that was used, uh, that was started back there in that area, in that era. And it was a national tactic. And now the, you know, and that's why eventually some of these states started saying, hey, you know, we can't discriminate against equal folks because they've been, uh, mm-hmm. you know, have these felony charges. And, uh, but Governor DeSantis is using this to intimidate florida
1: right in fact this is what i'm going to do i'm going to open up our telephone lo- line for the governor of florida to call in and and, and explain this a little bit more detail okay so uh, let me go ahead and turn on the lines well it looks like he's not going to call <laughs> I hear crickets. We, we had left
2: several messages with his office uh, uh days in advance yeah so and- he knew exactly Uh, when we were expecting to communicate with him in his office that implied that he would
1: yeah and apparently that ain't gonna happen because i didn't hear anything (laughs) but crickets all right well if that is the case it looks like he's not going to call us so i am not going i don't know i'm not going to sit here and wait uh for his call because i don't anticipate he's going to do that uh but it is a very sad event and in fact it shows that the republican party is willing to use humans, the great humans, to try to prove a point. They did that with the immigrants by shipping them somewhere, and now they're doing it by arresting people.
2: Yeah, that, that also was a Governor DeSantis tactic. He started that, busting immigrants from Texas. He's the governor of Florida, busting immigrants from Texas to New York. And he used federal dollars that wasn't a, a purpose. For that so that could be a crime
1: well and they are investigating at this point well you know something Casey I do appreciate us appreciate you and also barbershop.talk exposing that but I think our time is running short so I am going to go ahead and close out again uh I'm going to pause because it's been a while so I'll give you one more if you want to add anything because it's been yes. a while since we've been on the air one
2: more public service announcement uh you know is uh, you know in this day and age people are into lottery and gambling and stuff we say, you know, be careful with that. But we're going to give some lottery numbers today. <laughs> and those lottery numbers are 8
1: alright 8472. Is this a guaranteed win? No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> well, would that be a sin?
2: <laughs> I want to thank you for listening to Barbershop.talk podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.talk available on your favorite podcast platform. Let's have peace in the streets, be safe, be wise, and be loved. And we say, Go Mob! I bad, money on, cash on me, shawty blow my phone, that's corny, that's a no-no. I'm trying to hustle, that white woman.